Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسول الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني وهو قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبالزوم إن شاء الله تنايك في our تفسير sessions the way we started it before رمضان and tonight we will go through سورة القلم إن شاء الله this is in the sequence of the surahs that we have started, we began with Surah Al-Alaq, then we did Surah Al-Muddathar, Surah Al-Muzzammil, and today Surah Al-Qalam, insha'Allah. Uh, that's in the, according to the sequence of revelation. Uh, it is uh, most likely based on the narration that Surah Al-Qalam either was revealed right after Surah Al-Muddathar, Al-Muzzammil, or some narrations say that it was revealed immediately after Surah Al-Alaq. Uh, some of the most recent commentators, like Sayyid Qutb, he thinks or he says that this Surah must have been revealed a little bit later because it talks about some type of uh, controversy in the society of Mecca, uh, and that controversy wouldn't have started until and unless there has been some interaction in the uh, society between the Kuffar and the Prophet because the Surah talks about this incident which is very similar to what we are witnessing today in the United States and in the world about the insults and the accusations uh, made by Kuffar, by non-believers against Muhammad and obviously those insults or those accusations or those type of uh, claims, if you will, against the Prophet, peace be upon him, would not have been made unless there was some type of controversy, there was some interaction, there was some type, something that has stirred this, uh, if you will, this type of hatred from the Kuffar against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact, there is uh, Ibn Kathir and Al-Tabari in their uh, tafsir and in the history, they narrate that when Muhammad started his da'wah, when he revealed this Qur'an to the people of Quraysh, to the Kuffar, his people, which means his relatives, they did not really take a strong stand against him. They were irrelevant to his da'wah. Until he started accusing their gods, telling these, these gods are not gods. And he ridiculed the way they used to think, their process of thought. He actually 
uh, he made serious accusations against their thinking procedure, that they are not thinking, they are not just following the footsteps of their parents without any thoughts. Uh, they were just worshipping idols without thinking. Uh, and also he started, according to the people of Quraysh, uh, making distinctions or splitting, if you will, families uh, between like the children, a son would believe in Allah and his parents still would not believe. Then, then, then his قوم then they started uh, becoming enemies to him and they started accusing him all types of accusations. So this surah, Surah Al-Qalam, talks about this issue and it begins with this, uh, the beginning, Noon wal-Qalam wa ma yasqurun, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Noon wal-Qalam wa ma yasqurun, ma anta bi-ni'mati rabbika bi-majnoon. The subject of the surah is rejecting this claim that the Prophet وسلم, was insane. Allah is saying, You, Muhammad, peace be upon him, you are not insane. This is a na'mah, this is a precious thing revealed to you by Allah, which is Islam. With this type of Islam, this revelation that is given to you, definitely you are not insane. Why would this rejection come from Allah, this statement? At the end of the surah, now of course, some of the narrators or the commentators, they were saying, oh, this is because the Prophet thought when he saw Jibreel or the revelation came to him that something wrong was happening to him, that he was not sure, but that he was doubting his own sanity, if you will. But that narration or that report is absolutely not founded. There is no report whatsoever that the Prophet had ever himself or his wife or anyone said that he thought about himself that he was insane. That's not true. He never did that. And in fact, the Quran at the end of the surah, it talks about where this claim comes from. The kuffar, when they hear al-dhikr, when they hear al-Quran being revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and being conveyed to them, they were absolutely jealous, they were hateful, and they were willing or wishing to push Muhammad peace be upon him off the limit. They will just make you slid or be go off the limit, off the track, with their eyes, with their sights, with their visions, with their whatever tools they have. And they say, They say he is crazy, he is insane. So here the surah begins with this. Right at the beginning, it begins with the issue that denying the fact that he could be insane. So the topic of the surah, the topic of the surah right from the very beginning is declaring certain facts about Muhammad and rejecting the accusations and Allah is taking this stand on behalf of Muhammad peace be upon him so that all the accusations will not stand. And that takes us to what we were witnessing today or these days, the movies, the cartoons, the accusations about Muhammad that something is wrong with this man, that this Muhammad is, there is something wrong, he's insane, he's crazy, he's a uh, fool, he's uh, 
inhumane. All of these accusations, the kuffar of Mecca started with these accusations. That's not new. But the issue here is that the accusations and the insults did not come to Prophet ﷺ in Mecca until and unless the people of Mecca, the people of Quraysh, started feeling the heat that there is something coming with this from this man. There is something coming from this Quran. This new religion, this new deen is not only to bring a new cult in the society, if you will, but it was coming to change the society. It was coming to declare that those gods which were worshipped in Mecca are not gods. That those ideas and the rules and the regulations and the norms, if you will, that the people of Mecca were accustomed to, those were illegal, those were null, those were void, those were inhuman, those were wrong. And those people should not adhere to them. In fact, right from the very beginning, Allah Azza wa is directing Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as we will see in this surah as, as, uh, uh, in the same manner, that there is a certain category of people who have insanity in their minds, who, have, who should not be followed. You should not listen, you should not obey the rules, the things that these elites of Mecca, if you will, have. In Surah Al-Alaq, right from the very beginning, and remember when we talked about this at the end of the Surah, where Allah Azza wa Jal directing Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to the way he should deal with Abu Jahl. Kalla la tuta'ahu. No, do not obey him. Kalla la tuta'ahu. Wasjud waqtarib. Bow down only to Allah Azza wa Jal and come close to Allah, become nearer to Allah Azza wa Jal. Disassociate from the, this society of ignorance, if you will, the Jahiliyyah of Mecca. So that was already established in the, in the mindset of Mecca that this man, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is bringing something new. He is going against the norms, if you will. No one in his right mind in Mecca would say to Abu Jahl, I'm not going to listen to you. That simply is not acceptable. So to them, the one who would not listen to Abu Jahl is not in his right man, he's Majnoon. So they would say to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, oh, you're Majnoon. This man is a Majnoon. He's crazy. What do you mean someone who is not going to follow Abu Jahl? Just like today, you'll be crazy or insane to say, oh, I don't want to follow the rules of democracy. Democracy is Jahiliyyah. Wow, you must be crazy to say that. Or I'm not going to, to abide by the rules of civil state. Civil state, the one that was brought by Jean-Jacques Rousseau in France back in the 18th century, it is something ideal. You cannot go against that. You cannot say, I'm not part of this. You must be insane if you do that. Now, if Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would say to Abu Jahl, no, I'm not going to obey you, he must be insane. But Allah Azza wa Jal comes here in the Quran and says, مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ You indeed have a ni'mah from Allah. That's to start with. When it says, بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ Because of the ni'mah revealed to you by Allah Azza wa Jal, the Quran, the Sunnah, the revelation from Allah Azza wa Jal, al-Wahi, the fact that you are abiding by the Wahi, it means you are not a majnoon. Majnoon, insane, is the one who follows the regulations of Mecca and Quraysh. In fact, this is what the ayah talks about. That's not what I am saying. That's what Allah Azza wa Jal is 
declaring in this Quran, this ayah, this surah fits perfectly. Subhanallah, we are in the process of tafsir. We arrived at this surah right at the time when it's mostly needed. That's what today is being talked about. That's what today people shy away from talking. But the Quran did not shy away from taking a stand when the people of Mecca and Quraysh made the insult and the accusation against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Immediately, immediately after the people of Quraysh started making this accusation that he's a sahar, he's a sha'ah, he's a majnoon, poet, magician, insane, Allah Azza wa Jal reveals Quran right away. Noon, walqalam, wa ma yasturun. And here we come to to start looking at this marvels of this surah, if you will. Allah begins with this declaration, noon. Now this is the first surah that begins with the with with one single character. This is a style of the Quran later on, like Alif, Lam, Mim, Qaf, Wal Quran al Majid, Sad, Wal Quran al Dhikr, Yasin, Hamim. Those became later. But this is the first surah in the Quran that starts with this character only, Noon. Now, Quraysh, the Arabs, who were so much fond of their own language, their poetry, their ability to, to compose, if you will, such, such will, uh, very beautiful poetry, very beautiful uh, uh, literature, here Allah Azza wa Jal is revealing to them a surah that begins with one character, Noon. This is something the Arabs wouldn't do. They were not accustomed. No one, again, in his right mind, would begin a statement by character saying, X, I'm going to talk to you. Y, listen to me. Z, like in English, you wouldn't say that. In Arabic, you wouldn't say, Ba, let me talk to you, Allahu Akbar, or whatever. That's not the Arabic style. So here Allah Azza wa brings a new style in the literature to tell those people of Quraysh that this Quran is not the formation or the composition of a man. This is not something that you, the Arabs, are accustomed with. I begin with the word Noon or with a character, just Noon. It's a character from which the Arab language or any language is constructed with. But I challenge you, because later on the challenge, to compose something like that is to prove or to support Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That's what is being revealed to him is indeed a revelation, and it's not a, comp a composition of him or of any person. Noon, and then comes the second strike against the Arabs at the time. Walqalam, and here is Allah azza wa jal, and it's breaking this swear, this oath by alqalam. This is the second time already in a very short period of time from the revelation of the Qur'an where Allah brings this issue about Al-Qalam, the pen, the pencil, something to write with. Remember in Surah Al-Iqra, Al-Alaq, where he says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Iqra, beginning to read, which is the, the uh, facility of knowledge and learning and learning acquisition, Iqra, Qira'a, Bismi Rabbika al-Ladhi khalaq, khalaq al-Insana min alaq, Iqra, wa Rabbuka al-Akrab, al-Ladhi allama bil-Qalam. Allah taught the people, taught, he made this issue of learning with Al-Qalam. And Al-Qalam, which is the, 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 the tool of writing, and Al-Qira'a, which is the tool of acquisition, because that's knowledge cannot be outside these two scopes, reading or writing. You read something and you document what you, your knowledge. So Al-Qalam 
is the essence of documentation. It's the essence of establishing and confirming knowledge. Allah is bringing this issue that this Quran and this deen, this Islam, is an Islam of knowledge. It's a deen of, of evidences. It's not something that you simply make a claim. You claim that Muhammad is insane. Wait a second. We are going to question you. There is a knowledge here. There is evidences. This is not something that you can you can run away with. Noon wal qalam wa ma And I swear by al qalam and by whatever is being written. So whatever is being written with this qalam, let's talk about it. Let's put it on the table. Let's see what is right, what's wrong. Let's establish facts. And the first fact that what is given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ma anta bina'mati rabbika bimajnoon. There is a na'ma from your Rabb. And according to some of the commentators, which is a beautiful statement, that Allah azza wa jal has made this association that this Muhammad, peace be upon him, is directly coupled and connected with Allah. Birabbika, bina'mati rabbika. That's the na'mah of your Rabb. And this is again emphasizing the issue of the Rabb. Remember we talked about Rabbika alladhi khalaq. Rabb al-mashariq wa al-maghari in Surah al-Muzzamil. Rabbaka fakabbal in Surah al-Muddathar. In these first surahs, the issue of Rabb is emphasized time and time again because that was the issue that the people of Quraysh hated the most. The people of Quraysh did not really take lots of, of uh, uh, serious problem from the fact there is yet one more God who is Allah Azza wa Jal. Big deal. We have so many gods. You have one more God. Okay. And that's what they used to tell Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Let's worship even your Rabb or your God one day. That's fine with us. It's just one extra God. But their issue was that this God is a Rabb. He, and Rabb means he's the source of legislation. He's the master. He's the one who says do or don't do. So that is an issue. And here Allah Azza wa Jal is repeating this one more time. After Surah Iqra' Bismi Rabbik. After وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ In Surah Al-Muddathar. After رَبُّ الْمَشَارِقِ وَالْمَغَارِبِ In Surah Al-Muzzammil. Here بِنَعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ the na'mah of your Rabb. You are definitely have a na'mah from your Rabb and you are not insane. Period. مَا أَنْتَ بِنَعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ Not only that, not only that, here's Allah Azza wa Jal is giving one more step. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ And that is now going further of rejecting an insult. Responding to this kuffar, to the statement that they are saying this man is a majnoon, you are not a majnoon, period, finished. We're not going to talk about this anymore. This is a na'mah from Allah Azza wa Jal, you are not insane, not only that, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ You are indeed of a great character. And sometimes you will just take this word, okay, it's a statement from Allah Azza wa Jal, MashaAllah, the Prophet is a moral person, a man of ethics and morality. That's not like that. It's not as, as, as simple as that. This is a declaration from Allah Azza wa Jal. That's a statement from Allah, the creator of the world. That's not my statement. It's not your statement. It's not the witness of uh, uh, Carly Francione from HP or Bernard Shaw or Alan Twenby who made all types of witnesses for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but it's beyond that. This is Allah. He's the creator. He's the one 
who created morality and who he's the one who knows what's evil and what's not. He's the one who knows Iblis and all the evil that comes from Iblis. He knows Adam. He created Adam. He created the world. He created everything. And he knows what is khuluq and what's not khuluq. And here is Allah Azza wa Jal is not only saying that you have moral وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ It's a great morality. It's a great character. It's a great trait. It's something beyond your imagination. It's a statement from Allah Azza wa Jal. It's a statement that cannot be even cannot be challenged. Leave alone completely comprehended. You barely can even understand it. Leave alone comprehended. So no one can challenge what Allah Azza wa Jal. So Muhammad peace be upon him does not need my witness or your witness or the witness of the world or does not need anyone else's witness. Allah Azza wa Jal saying, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Now, what I like most about some of the, especially Sayyid Qutb when he talks about this, he says when someone comes and tells you, let's say even a parent comes to the son, oh, mashallah, you are so good boy. Sometimes you, this can shake you because you have to stand up, you have to, to measure up to this type of praise. If someone, your boss, your manager, someone of high prestige makes a statement, a good statement on your behalf, it means that you have to measure up to that statement. Now here Allah Azza wa Jal is telling Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقًا عَظِيمٍ Now this man Muhammad should be in a great position or state to comprehend that, to accept it, and to be able to measure up to this praise or to this statement or to this position that Allah gave it to him. And indeed, Muhammad, peace be upon him, he measured up and he lived up to that standard. It's a very high standard that was set for Muhammad, peace be upon him, right from the very beginning. It's not only a praise, but it's a standard. That was given to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it's a standard for the sharia. So the whole sharia, whatever came from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a sharia, it's a deen, it's a lifestyle, it's a culture of khuluq, it's a culture of morality, it's a culture of ethics, it's a deen of ethics, it's a sharia of ethics. It's all from within. Everything about it is moral, is ethical, is of high standard, is of high character. Whether it is for feeding the poor, whether it is for being lowering your gaze when you see something that is not appropriate, whether it is that when the Prophet says if someone like uh, peeping Tom is peeping from through doors or looking, even put your hand in his in his eye, he shouldn't do that. No one should your eyes you should not use them for anything that's wrong, that's bad. Your legs should not take you to anything that is wrong. Your hands, you should not use them to anything that's bad. Your mind, your brain, even from within, whatever your thoughts from within, whatever comes from without even talking about them. Allah Azza wa Jal يعلم خائنة الأعين وما تخفي الصدور. He says, Allah knows beyond what's beyond your eyes, what you are hiding, and what's in your chest, what's in your heart. So be clean from within, be clean from outside. Be honest from within, be honest from outside. Be uh, always trustworthy from within, trustworthy from outside. This is a character of highest standard. It's a great character. It is something beyond even the acceptance of accusation or insult. What we see today, or what those people try to, 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 uh, uh, to diminish 
the value or the character of Muhammad وسلم, should not even be looked at because Allah right from the very beginning from from above or and beyond all this world and these creations he's bringing these words putting them in the Quran for two billion people today and billions of people from the time of Muhammad وسلم, since he became until the day of judgment who will be repeating this and will be worshipping Allah by saying You indeed are of great character. What a marvelous and fantastic way of putting the position of Muhammad right from the very beginning not leaving a room for the kuffar of Mecca. Not only that. Continue Now come to think about it means you have a reward. Allah says you have a prize, you have a reward, you will be rewarded in a manner that does not vanish. It is unlimited, infinite reward. means will never stop. Your ajr will never stop. And if you think about it, the ajr will not stop. How? Well, number one, because it's from Allah Allah is giving it so there is no limit to it. Allah does not limit or bound his bounty upon Muhammad It's continuous. I will never stop it. Who can challenge Allah No one. That's number one. Number two, the ajr of Muhammad comes from every single person whoever worships Allah because of Muhammad like us today. Here we are reading the Quran. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought it and conveyed it. That's why we are Muslims today. Because he brought the Quran from Allah Azza wa Jal. He conveyed the message. And that's why we are Muslims today. So he gets our ajr. And it's continuous. And every day there are new Muslims. Who believe in Allah Azza wa Jal and say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah. That's an ajr, continuous. It's a fact. It does not stop. It never stopped. It will never stop. And it's increasing exponentially day by day, hour by hour. It's ajr ghayr mamnun. So it's a fact that Allah Azza wa Jal, He stated right at the very beginning. And in fact, in fact, if you come to think about it, this by itself can constitute an evidence and the proof of the correctness of this deen and this religion and the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Allah says, you will get an ajr, a reward that will never stop. Now, this would have stopped. This would have stopped one or two years after the revelation of Islam when Muhammad became a prophet, when Quraysh started opposing him, when Quraysh was ganging against him, they could have stopped this being right in the very beginning. And then this ajr would have stopped. This ajr would have been terminated. We would not have healed about him. But it didn't happen. It continued despite the hate of Mecca and Quraysh. It continued despite their fight. It continued despite the fact that they wanted to stop it. It continued despite the fact that they really tried to stop it by all means. And they ganged against them. And they made all types of deals and wills. It didn't work. It didn't work and it continued. The fact that it continued it confirms what Allah has said. Just like the other ayah in Surah Al-Sharh, which we'll talk about it later, 
وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكْ We raised up your mention and your name. Look at it. The most popular name in the world today is Muhammad. The most mentioned name ever is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The most name that is ever praised whenever it's mentioned is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every time you say Muhammad alayhi salatu wa sallam, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. When you are alone in your car, you say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. When you see something, you say Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. When somebody talks to you, you say this is a good son, you have to say salli ala nabi, Allahumma salli ala nabi. Everywhere we say Allahumma salli ala nabi, this is a proof by itself that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a prophet and Allah azza wa jal, whatever he said was correct and confirmed to the truth. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرًا His dhikr could have been stopped if Allah Azza wa Jal was not correctly stating it. And here, his ajr, his reward would have been stopped if it was not Allah Azza wa Jal who is talking. So it is indeed a talk of Allah, it's a talk of a God, it's a statement by someone who can make it happen. وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونَ And the ajr of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continue to be growing day after day, hour after hour, despite all what had happened. Now, this brings me also to the point that the more hatred people have, the more offense they have against the Prophet ﷺ, the more reward he will get and the more growth this Islam will take. In fact, Islam did take an uprising shoot at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it started becoming greater and greater, bigger and bigger, stronger and stronger, when these kuffar started accusing and abusing Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The more they ganged against him and against Islam, the, the stronger this deen became. So that gives me today even a glad tiding that the more these cartoonic cartoons start putting their cartoons in their cartoonic papers, and the more they make these videos and these stupid things, the more Islam will grow. That is a testimony of the fact that this Islam is indeed a real challenge to the current status quo. It's indeed a real testimony that Islam is a real threat to the evil that they have. It's not the other way around. So when the people of Quraysh started putting these accusations, number one, it was a testimony that this Islam was actually doing something to them. Number two, Allah Azza wa Jal took the stand himself. And when Allah takes the stand, who's going to stand in front of Allah Azza wa Jal? It's Allah who took here on his own side that he stood behind this deal. Now, it's not Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who says, I am not Majnoon, don't call me Majnoon. Allah revealed in the Quran, مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not even have to, to say a word about it. Even the Muslims at the time did not even have to say anything because now Allah put it in the Quran and they are reading it in the Quran so it becomes part of their, wor their worship to Allah azza wa jal to say, مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Every time I make a prayer, and in my prayer I read Surah Al-Qalam, I repeat this testimony, and I repeat the words of Allah Azza wa Jal, it's Allah who is making this defense, it's not me. And Allah is the one who is saying, Indeed, and I am repeating this, I am worshiping Allah Azza wa Jal by saying, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he has an ajr that will never stop.
despite all of these accusations. It's Allah who stands behind his prophet and behind this deen and behind this Islam. And by the way, not only behind Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but behind the believers also. In the surah later on, Allah brings this issue about the Muslims also. He brings now, not only Muhammad, الْمُسْلِمِينَ كَالْمُجْرِمِينَ مَا لَكُمْ كَيْفَ تَحْكُمُونَ In the same surah, are we going to equate the Muslims with the criminals? Do you think that those Muslims who stood today in downtown Chicago to raise the, the, the flags and the slogans, are they to be equated with the criminals who accused the Prophet ﷺ? No way. مَا لَكُمْ كَيْفَ تَحْكُمُونَ How is it that you are making these judgments? There is no way that we can make the people who stand on the side of Muhammad like those who stand against him. There is no way that we allow these Muslims who take the stand and the position and the deen and the sharia of Muhammad to be similar to those who stand against Muhammad or against his sharia or do not even call for the implementation of his deen. There is no context. Are you insane? How is it that you are making this judgment? So this Quran and Allah Azza wa telling us that Allah is taking the stand and He is behind this deal. He is behind His Prophet. He is behind the believers. He is behind the Muslims. He is behind this, this deal. So sit assured that the time you believe that Allah Azza wa is the one who provides the victory and the support to this deen, this deen will never go down. As long as you stand with Allah Azza wa Allah will provide the support. That is no question about that and that's what this ayah is telling us. Not only that. Now, because sometimes you will say, well, but these guys are still making these accusations. So, going to be next. Here Allah in the next ayah he says, don't worry, we will make it clear, we will make it happen such that it will be evident and there will be enough proof that to be the people to be able to distinguish between the one who is righteous and the one who is false, the one who is sane and the one who is insane. And this is exactly what he says, فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ after the establishing the fact that he says, you will see and they will see. Which means I will show you and I will show them. I will make it clear for you and for them. In this world, when he says, he's not leaving it to the day of judgment. On the day of judgment, Allah will take care of everything. But in this life, there is something as a human. Now again, the Prophet وسلم, is a messenger, but he's a man. The Muslims are believers. We believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, but we are people. We have our own emotions. We get disturbed. We get depressed. We get uneasy internally. We don't like it. Sometimes, yeah, I know that Allah Azza wa Jal will support us, but man, I don't like to see this type of accusations. I don't like to see this evil to be dominant. I don't like to see this un-Islamic slogans to have all of this support from the Jews, from this, from that, from all types. This gangs against Islam, it makes me a little bit uneasy. It does. I am a human. I know Allah Azza wa Jal will support me, but still, now, at this moment, I am disturbed. And even the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's a man, Allah Azza wa Jal 
quite often in the Quran, he reminded him, he says, I know you are spending your emotions, you are getting a little bit uneasy about it. فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ in, in, in Surah Al-Kahf, he says, فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ عَلَىٰ آثَارِهِمْ إِن لَمْ يُؤْمِرُوا بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ أَسَفًا Looks like you are tearing yourself inside out, being sorry and sad about them not accepting Islam or making all of these accusations or all of these challenges against Islam. فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاخِعٌ نَفْسَكَ In another place he says, فَلَا تَذْهَبْ نَفْسُكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَسَرَاتٍ Tear yourself down uh, being sorry for them. Because he's a man. He's a human. So all of this affects him. So here Allah Azza wa says, Aha, yeah, I know. You get affected. I know you are not insane. I'm telling you. You are of great character. I can testify to that. You have the greatest character in the world. That's fine. All of this. I'm going to reward you something with unbounded reward. But still, I still know you want to see something with your own eye. Okay. Now here Allah Azza wa comes and says, You will see. And they will see. And I will show you with your own eyes. I will see exactly who is on the, on the wrong path. It means the one who is absolutely distracted. The one who is absolutely insane. Because sometimes al-fitna, al-fitna is something that brings you off your own natural character. You know, sometimes say al-fitna to ashaddu min al-qatl. Fitna is worse than killing. What does fitna mean? The fitna in this case is to really push you off your own natural creation character. The way Allah creates you, when I make a fitna, I make you, I make you like an evil. I create a fitna in you, you are no longer yourself. I make a fitna, in fact the word fitna, just to be a little bit dwell on this, the word fitna in Arabic, they used to call al-fattan. Al-fattan is the one who brings the, uh, the, uh, the raw material, which has gold in it, if you will. Uh, they call it the, the, the ore, the ore, which is the lots of raw material with some metal, and he puts it on fire and furnace and he keeps heating heating it up until he splits everything aside so this is called al-fattan al-fattan is the one who heats up everything he melts things so that the gold goes in one direction the the lead goes in another direction the dirt goes in another direction it's called al-fattan so al-fitna is when you boil something or you bring it to some person so you really break him in pieces so you are no longer the same, you are no longer Bashir, you are no longer Muhammad, you are no longer Ali. It's different. So Al-Maftoon, because they used to say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Maftoon, he is no longer himself. He's not the man that we know. He's not a person as he should be. He's insane. He's of different character. So here Allah Azza wa Jalla says, okay, you will see and they will see who exactly is Al-Maftoon. Why? Why? Inna rabbaka huwa a'lamu. بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ Because Allah Azza wa Jal knows exactly who is going to this path and who is going to the other path. Who is, going, who is a muhtadi guided and who is going to lose his path. بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ ضَلَّ The one who is lost. الضلالة 
You know, you say sometimes you say you have a camel in the desert, ضلت الناقة. ضلت means it lost its path. It's in the desert. There's no way in the world that it can find its path. It's gone. Unless someone has pure guidance, you bring him from a rope and you just pull that camel, it will not, it will never go to the right path. That's the word dalala comes from there. That's the, how the Arabic comes in. The Arabic, they used the word dalla or dalala for a camel lost in the desert. Imagine a desert, even a man, a human in a desert cannot find its own way, his own way. Leave alone an animal. The animal will never find its own way in the desert. And Allah Azza wa Jal says about the fitna now, al-maftoon, al-maftoon, who has chosen a path that is a lost path. After all of this melting and all types of fitna stuff that goes inside the person, that at some point, because of this fitna, you no longer know who you are. You no longer know who, what your path is. You no longer know what you should be following. You no longer know the, the correct way of life, of living. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, I know exactly inna rabbaka, inna rabbaka your Rabb knows man dal an sabila, the one who is actually lost, and he knows al-muhtadi. فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ You will see and they will see. So there will come a time, that's what he said, there will be a time, where you will see with your own eyes and they will witness with their own eyes, everyone will witness what is, who is on the right path, who is not. So today, when everybody brings all of these accusations about, now, let me be clear, the accusations is not only the videotapes, it's not only the cartoons that took, the accusations is that the Sharia of Muhammad وسلم, is not good enough for today. That's the biggest accusation, by the way. These minor things, insane, sexual uh, uh, maniac or something, that's not the issue. That's not the, it's an issue, but it's not the main issue. The main issue, you have seen the Arab revolutions and the Arab Spring, when there's lots of cry, outcries, don't follow the Sharia, Make sure that Sharia is not the main uh, source of, the, the only source of constitution. Don't make this Sharia the issue. Be sure that you have a civil state. Be democrat, be civil, be a new, be culture based on the, 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 their definition of culture. Don't be a Muslim. Don't follow Islam. Don't follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Muhammad's path is not going to lead to, to good prosperity or to good civil life. Muhammad's path is backward. Muhammad's path is something that doesn't lead anywhere. They, they don't say it this way. They just say the word Sharia. But what's Sharia? Sharia is a path. Sharia is a path of whom? Sharia is not my path. It's not your path. It's not Obama's path. It's not Morris's path. Sharia is the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's the, when they say Sharia, Sharia is the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they say don't follow the Sharia, that means don't follow the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is the problem. And here Allah Azza wa Jalla says, فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ You will see and they will see who is, who has the right methodology, who has the right path. You or them. 
إن ربك هو أعلم بمن ضل عن سبيله وهو أعلم بالمهتدين. So this ayah, and I will, I will not go into the rest of the surah because it's it's a lot, but I will just emphasize one more, and later on next time I will go about that. He immediately turns to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam after this talk on his behalf about his character. خلق عظيم ليس بمجنون not مجنون great character great reward all of this you are not misguided فلا تطع المكذبين once I say that you have to stand up to measure up there is something some responsibility on your behalf yes you have a great character yes you are not insane yes you will have reward Yes, I will show you that you are guided and they are not misguided. They are misguided. Yes, all of this. But on the other side, there is something upon your shoulder and that's Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't have the relations between himself and Muhammad. Muhammad, peace be upon him, is a messenger. He carries the message of Allah. So there is not this type of thing. So I will let you have it the way you want, everything the way you want. No, there is a burden. There is a responsibility. There is something that's on your, on your shoulder. This is not free. It's a great. You have an unbounded reward. It's a great. You are not a majnoon. You are not insane. That's a great. You have a ni'mah from Allah Azza wa Jal. That's fine. That's okay, Allah Azza wa Jal. But on the other side, you have a responsibility to live up to. فَلَا تُطَعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ You cannot give your ear to those who deny your deen. فَلَا تُطَعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ That is a statement. وَدُّوا لَوْ تُدْهِنُوا فَيُدْهِنُونَ They indeed want you to compromise. And there is a lot to talk about it, and I will talk about this next time about this issue of compromise and making deals. They really want you to make a deal. They insult you. They want to push you to the corner so that you make a deal. They want to pressure you because they want you to make a deal. Concessions. They want you to make concessions. They want you to come to midterms with them. I can raise your level to the highest standard. I can put you beyond and above any accusation. I can take care of them. That's what Allah Azza wa Jal literally is telling Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I can take care of all of this. But on the other side, you have to shape up and to measure up to all of these standards. فَلَا تُطْعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ Do not listen and obey those deniers. المُكَذِّب is not the liar. المُكَذِّب is the one who spread lies. مُكَذِّب is the one who spread lies about Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Al-Mukadhib is the one who denies the fact that Muhammad's path is the only path. Al-Mukadhib is the one who rejects the Sharia of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You do not obey those deniers, Al-Mukadhibin. What do law tudhinu fayudhinu? They indeed would like you to make concessions. And what type of concessions? That's what we will talk about next Saturday. Inshallah. So I'll stop right here. Zakumullah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, 
and Sita are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.